Hey, 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 welcome to Dana Talks, Daniel's educational podcast. My name is Christian, and I'm very grateful to be your host for this podcast that will hopefully bring tutors and students closer together as we will explore new learning practices and discuss important topics that concern students the most. On today's episode, we have a very, very, very special guest. I named Alice Kazarin. Alice, say hi to the audience. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Christian, for having me. Yeah, it's all. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we've actually known each other for quite some time. I would say three years to to be exact. And I've loved working with her. Uh, it's just been a pleasure when the same program. But I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm going to let Alice introduce herself a bit. So yeah, I'm a third year um, electrical engineering student. I'm a Gill, and I really enjoy. Um, helping other people. I really enjoy workouts, reading. Um, I really like giving back to the community during my free time. And yeah. I That's actually yeah. true. That's actually true that you, that you like to give back. Um, I know that one of your work experiences concerned a um, long-term care center for, uh, for elderly people. Yeah, yeah, I did. I worked for an entire summer in uh, Sashi Selde. So yeah, that's how we call it in the Quebec. Exactly. So it's basically a care center for um, elderly people. And I worked like, um, as an animator there. So we basically organized some, um, you know, activities where they could move, where they could, you know, just have fun and enjoy their time. So that was a very pleasant experience. Right. Yeah, I can definitely see that your, uh, your experience at the Chasse Salde, um, I mean, according to what you told me, it really brought a side in you that you didn't know you had. You know, you, you told me that you started caring about people more. Um, since you, you worked there, you started being more empathetic. Um, and, you know, empathy is actually a quality that tutoring apparently has uh, brought to you. So apparently, uh, Turing and uh, your, this work experience of yours are closely related, but we'll talk about that uh, pretty soon. So the way we're going to go in this episode is pretty simple. Alice will have five interesting questions to answer, and I'm very excited to hear what she has to say. So the first question is, Alice, what made you go into tutoring specifically? Well, I've always loved giving back to the community because I'm mm -hmm. always grateful for having, you know, pretty much what I have. And um, I feel that I need helping other people brings happiness into my life and even more um, fulfillment. Yes. And the sense of community and bonding with other people, it, it's something that I really cherish. Absolutely. And tutoring is, it's a different way of connecting with people with whom sometimes you wouldn't even know you'd be able to connect. People from other programs, from other courses, with different age, race. Yes. And it's a very, when you do share that bond with like another student, it, it can become really special and very fulfilling. And I, th I think it is true. I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah, I cut you off. Sorry. So that oh no, don't worry. Um, so it's very the human part of it that drew me to this tutoring, you know, to tutor. Yes. And also, spreading knowledge was always a passion of mine. So me, I'm I'm a very curious person. So yeah. I've I was always eager to learn I was always you know in my classes first row listening I was always yeah you told me <laughs> and spreading this um this thirst for you know knowledge and this curiosity is something that drives me you know and yes I can see that and you know I think the best educators are actually the ones that are able to share the enthusiasm about a subject. I think that's very crucial 
exactly. I, I think I think it's a it's a, a, an aspect of uh, education that some people may tend to miss out, but it's very crucial because a kid needs to see the purpose and the the excitement around a topic. Uh, that's what you know makes him look forward to attending school and and you know willing to learn. Right, that's where his willingness for learning comes from from the the people. Exactly. Yeah, we we do say that you know. Sometimes it's it's very much the teacher that makes or breaks the subject they're teaching because and it's cliche to say it, but it it is actually true. And you know we've so experienced true. we've a big we've experienced it personally. Oh yes, I did. I had yeah. math teachers that would bore the hell out of me, and then the next you know the next year I have like a physics teacher that. A, a whole hour seems to pass by in like five minutes so it's very a teacher brings a very personal note to the course and it's very important yeah, yeah i think so too and you know if if it happens that to that teachers can't um, uh, afford their the luxury to provide that that excitement enthusiasm for a topic then at least we have tutors you know just like we are and mm-hmm. and we 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 can we can at least try to you know so, sometimes the excitement does not have to be related to the course but it has to be connected to the student rather right like like maybe the student doesn't really care about math but maybe you can find a way to make the subject connect to his own interests right let's say your kid loves hockey and he doesn't care about math you could start you know doing exercises based on what he likes you know and so sometimes it's a matter of like gauging okay well he doesn't really care about math if I talk just mm-hmm. about math. So let's try a different approach, right? Totally. It's, it's, I mean, it's practice. For every age, for every situation, a tutor, just as a teacher. I mean, a teacher doesn't have the luxury, as you said, the time to find um, a specialized approach to every student. He just needs to teach like 30 or even 100 students at a time if he's in university. But as a tutor, we have this ability to be one-on-one or like in a very small group. So you can just see the different interests of students and, you know, change how you explain things and change the perspective of things in accord to, you know, the children's interests. That's true. That's true. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's a matter of time. And, you know, the, the education system in a way has made uh, education standardized and it, it, in, any, in any society, in any human population, you're going to have people that are going to stand out. You know, you have people that will follow the norm, you know, those who can conform to that kind of system that's been standardized, but there's going to be students that stand out and they're not, ju- they're not misfits. It's just, they haven't really gotten familiar with that traditional way, you know, of, of pursuing an education. There's many alternatives to education. And I think we have been uh, misled into this aspect of society. You know, I think that we are not aware that, you know, there's homeschooling, there's online tutoring. Uh, there's plenty mm-hmm. of options. Of we, course. We just have I to mean, be open. Everyone is so unique and, and they learn differently. And yeah. 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 So I think, honestly, these are pretty good points. All the points that we've brought up are very interesting. I guess now we'll move on to the second question. That's good. So you're going to like it uh, because I know you like talking about expectations versus how actually things go. Um, So the second question is, Alice, what did you expect out of this tutoring experience in CJEP? And also, how was it different from when you were actually in it and doing it? Expectations and reality, as you said, it's it's quite complicated, you know. Sure. Um, I was expecting, or at least hoping, that you know I would have motivated students that simply need you know a boost or a clearer explanation in a certain subject, and you know I believe it's the first importation of tutoring that comes to mind to most people. You know, just helping out a student to understand a bit better a certain math problem or a certain approach to some physics problems but the reality behind tutoring is so much more complex because 
Yes. From my personal experience, most of my students did not require simply a re-explanation of subjects that they have, you know, heard in class. Mm -hmm. But there was other issues that were more complex, that were more personal and even emotional that we don't think about when we think about tutoring at first, you know, and just... That's very true. To share some of the underlying issues I've encountered is like lack of motivation, lack of discipline, um, inability to set clear goals. Um, sometimes some students had bad organizational and time management skills, you know, and those are quite crucial when you want to learn or you want to, you know, dedicate yourself to perform better at a certain subject. Yeah, um, absolutely. Also more complicated on a human level, I've seen self-doubt, fear, anxiety, you know, those stuff we we rarely talk about them, but so many students actually suffer from these, you know? And yeah, I've noticed it quite extensively, for sure. Even ourselves, pretty sure me and you, we're still sometimes struggling, you know, when... I have especially, noticed, yeah. Especially during exams, you know, that self-doubt, mm -hmm. that fear, that pressure you put onto yourself. It, it is true. It is there, you know. And Yeah, it is. I've had students come up to me and they perform well on mock exams. They perform well when I'm sitting there with them and I see them doing exercises on their own. But then they come back to me with the bad grades. And when I ask them what happened, they just stare at me and say, during the exam, I blanked, like I couldn't do anything. Yes, and, and often it comes down to not even what the student knows, but how he mm -hmm. adapts to the circumstances surrounding an exam. Yeah. So there are triggers when you enter an exam atmosphere, but you have to learn to tame those triggers. And it's just, it takes time. You know, there, there are some kids that have it, some kids that don't, and there are some kids that learn fast how to control these triggers some kids that take more time. Even, even us at university, we are still struggling with these issues, right? And oh, yes. we, it, should not, it, sh it should not be a subject that goes blank after you reach a certain age. Because mm -hmm. even when you're going to be 40, even when you're going to be 50, everybody's going to have doubts their whole lives. What matters is how you deal with them. And if you, exactly. start, if you start to learn, learn, uh, to learn to deal with them at an early age, you'll, you'll be better You'll be better on your own when you're and older. If I can add something to your point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Go ahead. You know, you said some kids learn it faster, some don't. Well, we are not taught those things in class, you know. I've never, personally, I've never had a class that says, when you have an anxiety attack, that's what you must do. You know, we don't have this content in school. We don't, anxiety is almost portrayed as something so negative that if you speak of it you're you feel humiliated you feel as yeah if it's, like, it's like it's like oh it's like oh it's a burden or like oh yes. people don't want to hear about it so it becomes like that thing that people don't desire but the thing is there are so many parts of us that we don't desire but they're still there that does not justify us being ignorant and being indifferent towards this mm -hmm. aspect of our lives because it is impacting a lot of the decision that we take and oh, yeah. the thoughts that we implement into our mind. It, it's critical. It's, it's not something that we have to ignore. Yeah. On the opposite, we have to talk about it even more and more. Because mm -hmm. if you hide it, you're just hiding pain, but the pain will resurface. You can hide all your, you can hide all your negative thoughts and your, your self-doubt patterns, but they will resurface and it will be very bad when it does. And it's something that cannot go away even with 30 more exercises of, you know, math or whatever, no. you know. Practice. I mean, it could even in the worst case bring you more down if, you yeah. know, you're not that skilled in math to start with. I'm saying you have to be right with yourself before yeah. you start worrying about how to, you know, solve, solve for X. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Um, and but, I mean, yeah. we're not, as tutors, I'm not a psychology, you know, bachelor. I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. 
we don't necessarily have the knowledge to always help those, you know, kids out or students our age. Or sometimes we can't even deal with adults, you know, that yeah. are older than us. I mean, we don't necessarily have um, the tools to help them. But we That's do. That's true, yeah. I believe that as tutors, what we do have that we can, you know, provide our students with our resources. Yeah. So as, tu mm -hmm. as tutors, I believe it is crucial for us to know ourselves, the resources for, you know, mental health or how to help in different aspects, you know, when for to how to get some skills like an organizational skills, um, communication skills, all of those things that are not taught in school that we do need as humans to perform well academically, professionally, and even personally. Yeah. And we need to offer these resources to our students. We need to say to them, okay, look, I do not have the tools to like help you with this particularly. Mm -hmm. but here's where you can go to. Here's where you can look up for, you know, and that may guide them in the right direction. That's true. And, you know, yeah, you actually bring me to a point that's very important, um, which is the misconception of what tutors should feel their role is. Um, I've known personally, I've known a great deal of tutors and they've always told me like, you know, Christian, you'll probably do this like mental well-being kind of thing with your kids where you ask them, you know, how you are and blah, blah. But I don't feel comfortable because it's an area of, of their lives that I don't have a right to. But the thing is, you don't have to have a right to. You just have to identify need and mm -hmm. and you have to you have to slowly test out the waters and see, okay, is the guy comfortable approaching, I mean, the guy or the girl, sorry, uh, you know, approaching uh, this kind of method to learning? Does he like the extra minutes I put in to ask him about how his day went and, you know, how he feels about himself and how confident he is? If it is I have okay, never encountered a student that says that is, you know, negative to that. I have never encountered a student that says, no, I do not want yeah. to talk about my personal life. I personally think it's just, you have to ask for it because, you know, if you remember your, yourself when you were younger, did you really have the guts and the will to go out to ask for help? You were oh, most... no, I did not. Exactly, right? So... It doesn't mean that, like, like this is actually a fact that applies to everyone. Most of the help in your life, you probably didn't even ask for it, but it surely helped you a lot. Yeah. You know, like, like we ask for help so rarely because we feel ashamed. It's like, ah, oh, but like, why am I, why am I such a burden? I shouldn't need to ask for help because I'm annoying other people with my problems and people don't like problems. Like, no, like. Problems are everywhere, man. Yeah. That's it. It's you can't avoid them. If you avoid them, you're just not facing life. You're facing 10% of life. Because happy moments in proportion to bad moments, you know, it's pretty disproportionate, but that's what life is about, you know, I think. And you have to be good it's with up and the, downs, of course. It's up yeah. and downs. But yeah, I think, you know, I think. These these were good points with respect to that to um to this question. So I mean I mean it's fine it's fine we we can we can because in the end I really want this episode in this podcast to not just be about tutoring it it just I just want to bring the human side to tutoring and if people hear human real humans talk about real conversations around tutoring they're gonna want to listen. They don't want this standardized Turing speech where it's like, yeah, we will save your grades. And, you know, but actually talking about grade savers, that's going to come up soon uh, in the in the next questions. So I will refrain myself from saying more. <laughs> so for the third question, Alice, I'd like you to tell me what were your best and worst moments when you were tutoring in CJ. So I believe we should start off with the worst, right? So Sure, if that's better. the mindset you want to approach. <laughs> um, 
as I previously said, yeah. my hope as, you know, a beginning tutor was to encounter motivated students that, you know, were disciplined, that would work, that would cooperate with me. Yeah, it's like a fairy tale, you know. Like, Sadly, yeah. this is not reality. As you <laughs> said, some students come up to you as if you're a live boy and you will save their grades and you will save their next exam and you will, you know, shine a light on their academic path. You know? Yeah, you're their messiah. You're their exactly. But no, I'm not. I'm just a student like you, you know, and I cannot perform miracles, you know. So you are for sure skilled, but not not a magician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had a student that was very uncooperative, uncooperative. I had a student that was very uncooperative, and (laughs) (laughs) and seeing his grades always fall down was very heartbroken to me, and. Uh, in our CJA, we had a mentor that overlooked the tutors and the students' tutoring center. And she advised me to speak of, um, speak with him about his academic goals and his future career goals to see, because he was failing that course a third time in front of my eyes. And I tried to have this talk with him, asking him, do you really need this course? Do you really want to finish this program? Yes. And it was a very difficult conversation to have because um, his parents kind of forced him into it, but he was so blindly believing them that he must do it. Mm-hmm. That he, when I confronted him, he, he was talking to a wall. You know, he kept on saying, I need to pass, I, you know, he wouldn't budge and so he did not care about learning at all and yet he did not care that would that was heartbreaking because at one point he was telling me look i really i will do anything to pass this course Mm -hmm. and the next second he shows up and he hasn't done any homework he hasn't even opened his book he hasn't read you know the notes he didn't even know what was going on in the course so i was torn how did you feel when you when you when you got hit with that harsh like helpless Mm -hmm. i felt like as much as i wanted to help him if he didn't want to help himself that's very important the student needs to want to help himself first yeah yeah i can't do it you know i i can give you my hand but if you're not reaching out for it can do more you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah it's what the yeah no for for sure alice the thing is the thing is uh unfortunately there's this line that is very delicate to walk on you know you you can't you can't start asking him to do more than what you can, you know, if, if you've put your, it's like, it's like, you know, I always use this analogy, you know, tutoring is like a sports coach just for mm-hmm. learning and homework. Yeah. So have you ever seen a sport coach so persistent that he makes his client like break down and like go away and like, you know, like, like a sports coach doesn't insist he respects the limits, the boundaries, and the behavior of his clients. So yeah. a sports coach won't turn out to be a life coach. But you just have to walk along that line and see if your clients allow certain types of conversations. You know, it's still a service that is people-based, so you're allowed to have conversations you just have to know which kind of conversations. Yeah. I think I think that's it. Yeah, in my case, if I continue with the metaphor, it was having a client as a sports coach that wouldn't even do a squat and yet was crying because 
they wanted to, you know, be the next most uh, better performing athlete in the Olympics, you know. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, and and we can also go to another metaphor and say, you know, that's we're going to like that one because it pertains to engineering. Uh, tutoring is like being a key to an engine. It's like you yeah. can, you you start the engine, but then you have to push the brakes, you have to maneuver your vehicle, you have to look around and be careful to not hit other vehicles. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got the key. Now up you go, little boy <laughs> or little girl. Um, so I could go on with my best, you know, moment as a tutor. Yes. And that will contrast so much because this student really showed me what it is to have a student that wanted to help himself, you know. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was eager he was so eager to better his grades. He, he was driven internally. He was motivated. He prepared for success before each sessions, you know, he prepared, he studied, he did his homework. He asked me a lot of questions. He, you know, he was on top of his game. That's the dream of pretty much every tutor. Let's be honest. I felt intimidated because when I saw like he was more excited to be at the tutoring session than like me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I looked at him and in the first session I told him, what do you expect from me? Like, yeah. it felt okay, as if wow. he had the key to his engine. I was like, I'm scared. How can I help you? But he was still there. He came uh-huh. at the right time. You know, he was there. So he must have had a reason. Yeah. And Coming back to, you know, those emotional issues we've talked about earlier, he said to me, I fear. I fear the scores because of what I heard of it. Mm -hmm. I fear that I will not be good enough because in high school, he kind of struggled a bit with the same, you know, sphere of subject. Sure. And he just had fear. That's the only reason he was there. So he did not need, he very much did not need a tutor to re-explain stuff that his teacher told him. He understood it, you know. He just needed a mentor or like an ally to be there a couple of hours per week and just to make sure that he studies well. Somebody to, I guess I made him feel, you know, um, accountable. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. And he benefit. I believe that it is not the technical knowledge that he gained that benefited him in the end. Our tutoring sessions benefited him because he had more confidence, more self-trust. He did not fear his exams. And he, this is like a fairy tale. After a bit over a month, mm-hmm. He came up to a tutoring session, all smiling with his exam. And he said, look, this is going to be our last tutoring session. I am ready to go on my own. I am, he scored a great, you know, grade. He, I was so wow. proud of him. But when he said those words, this will be our last tutoring session. My first instinct was to be kind of saddened because I was losing such, you know, such a powerful student. You know, you know what it makes me think of this story that you're just what? telling. It makes me think of you know, let's say you, you, uh, you adopt a dog and he's like very young, mm-hmm. and let's say you can't keep him, you know, after a while. So like you take care of him for like two years, and then and then you have to give it away because he's too big or I don't know, like he 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 starts behaving weirdly, and so you have to give him away. Or, I mean, in your case, he he would start behaving like perfectly. <laughs> so he what would be I, like, what, you, what I think you mean is when you're fostering a dog, when you, yeah, know exactly. Um, so yeah, he, he was just like a bird that, you know, I just helped <laughs> him to like spread a bit his wings uh-huh. and he just flew. Yeah. And, then, and you're, you're kind of sad. Yeah. But then I was so proud of him because again, I did not, 
explain to him much. You know, yes, I sit by his side while he was doing exercises. Mm -hmm. I, you know, congratulated him. I said, good job. Yeah, you did it right. Yes, that's a totally way of thinking. Yeah. And I feel he just needed a little cheerleader. He needed to overcome his fear. He just needed me to be there and be like, yes, you're, do you're on the right track. Just go do it. And he, he did it. And I felt so proud. I, I remember writing him like an emotional, you know, email saying like, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. <laughs> I wish you all the best, you know. Did you guys uh, stay in touch? You guys are still in touch or he's on? Uh... No, he's not. No? But I wish him all the best on it. I with his drive and passion, uh -huh. I believe he'll go far. That's for sure. You, you can tell sometimes. You, you yeah. can tell when... Yeah, because it's something you like. It, it's about character, I think, and you can't mm -hmm. you can't acquire character. I think you can just discover it, or like you like can it's, it's it. yeah, discover it, develop it. I mean, sometimes people don't even know their true character, so true. so yeah, along the years they can learn to discover it and and then uh, flourish it, right? Yeah, grow it. Grow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, honestly those moments you know like the your worst moment that you described and your best moment that you described that pretty much highlights how versatile we have to be as tutors to go along the highs and lows you know exactly. there are a lot of companies that portray this insanely high customer service satisfaction rate it's like uh, watch your words you know it's like you can have some students that can drop your ratings but that doesn't mean your services aren't good it's just it's the nature of the job yeah yeah i could i can't i can't say that i have such a high success rate but i can definitely say that i put in every effort every piece of effort that i have in my body when i'm with my in my sessions with my students that's what i can guarantee because yeah. at the end of the day a quote a coach you know whatever it is whatever aspect he is trying to coach you whether it's life, sports, or tutoring, the guy's good. Trust me. The guy has worked his ass off, you know, to get certified and have his license, but he'll still face ups and downs. And it's a reality that you have to be at peace with. That's yeah. all I can say. And as I said, I mean, this should be like a slogan somewhere. If the student doesn't want to help himself, you cannot properly help him. Yeah just can't yeah. or you know to be more positive about it you know we can have something that says we can help your kid help himself totally because yeah. you can work on the motivation that is totally true yeah it's like we can we can teach your kid how to help himself that's okay. actually that's actually a pretty good vision that we could uh, attribute to tutoring Honestly, yeah. uh, that wow! I'm uh, I want to see. I I love I love uh, conversation. It's it's wow. We we come up with uh, great ideas and great uh, visions for the future. That's very great. I'm very happy. So we're gonna move on to the second to last question, the fourth question. Alice, how did tutoring help you become a better person in general? We've talked a bit about uh parts you know parts of answer to mm -hmm. that question but like empathy, you know. yeah but i'm gonna let you develop more specifically well tutoring you know it's a very human experience it's yes two people basically having a conversation one trying to learn one you know trying to find a way to you know to boost the engine, as you said. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yep. sometimes it is, um, it can be tricky to, to teach students something because um, every student um, is very unique. So they learn differently, you know, there's, yeah. I don't remember them on the top of my head, but there's like sense different sensory learning 
ways so you can yeah learn. yeah there, there's a whole science about learning actually it's very interesting for all the tutors that are listening to this um it benefits you a lot if you um you do your research and you check out you yeah. know uh, about uh learning the, the learning documentation it's very interesting so some learn you know while hearing some others need to see pictures some you need to, you know, I don't know, memorize. Some are very bad at memorizing. So yeah. everyone is very different. And not everyone learns at the same pace. And I will say that one of my biggest um, weaknesses mm -hmm. is that I'm impatient at times. Yeah. I'm very, you know. <laughs> I am too. If I'm honest with myself. Sometimes when I'm stressed, especially, well, I mean, when you're under stress, of course, you're going to be impatient, but it is something that I believe I still need to work on. But tutoring actually helped me to become more patient because I wanted to respect my students. I wanted to respect yeah. their space, their time, their, you know, just their way of learning, their way of understanding stuff. and. Not everyone comes with the same background, with the same abilities. So, yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being patient and under, you know, understanding that, yeah, sometimes you must repeat something, the same exact thing, twice, three times, four times, you know, to the same student. Or, you know, if you have multiple tutoring sessions, or the same course let's say you will repeat the same thing over and over and over again yes and for you it might sound redundant but you must remember that each you know each tutoring session must start from a clean slate and that's actually a very important point and i it didn't come to my mind a lot but it is true you know when you think about it from the tutors and all the educators perspective Mm -hmm. uh, it can become very boring you know if i've you've probably come across some teachers that have been teaching the same content for 20 plus years and i think <laughs> after such a long amount of time it it gets to you and uh, mm -hmm. but you still have to be patient you still you have, have to innovate you yeah. have to find something to like you know jazz it up or something yeah that but that comes down to passion i think i i really think that education is about passion and the real educators who will truly succeed are the ones that will able that will be able to keep and you know flour, nourish their passion for education totally yeah because it, it i mean i'm talking about education but it also applies to any other profession you can be tired of a job after 20 plus years, or you can be even more excited for a job after 20 plus years. It just depends exactly. on how you approach your, your, your views. Um, but I mean, total respect for teachers that, you know, have exactly the same subject for 20 or more years. Yeah. And still have that drive and try to keep their students motivated because you know, my hats off to those teachers because it takes patience as you know, my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tutoring and any education you know, experience, it really it practices your patience. For you sure. Know? Yeah. And another thing, you know, on top of patience, yeah. If we go if we dig a little deeper, with patience comes being humble. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so not cool. only did, you know, I respected my students' learning pace, I also tried to have a more a humbler uh, perspective, you know, and to, you know, sometimes ground myself and say, okay, I know this stuff. Maybe I already passed the course. Maybe I'm doing it, but, you know, I'm succeeding at it. Maybe I know personally that I'm very good at the subject, you know. Yeah. And sometimes human nature does it that it can come you know it can well up in your head you know you can start thinking oh you know i have these set of skills and you know why don't everybody has you know 
Okay. Yeah, you you can you your ego can play tricks, and then you can be like, okay, why okay. does he struggle with this? I'm so good. This is obvious to me, but and it's so bad. Like yeah, you can easily very... you can easily continue doing that, and you have to catch yourself when you do. And that's a bad things. tutor, honestly, yeah. because if a tutor is not humble and is not empathetic and understanding, the student will feel it. The student is a human. You know, you have to, we need you have to, to feel safe, to right? He exactly. He needs. He needs to feel safe in the environment. He needs to trust the tutor. If he does not, I mean, he will not do the work. He will not trust the tutor. He will not cooperate. And staying humble and being patient and respect respecting um, the students' boundaries personal, academical, whatever they may be, mm-hmm, it is very mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. It's, you know, again, I like, I love doing metaphors. I think you noticed it. It's just. I do too. I, yeah. I lo- like, I love wow. storytelling. Storytelling is so nice. I'm going to use a metaphor again. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm not sorry. Uh, back to the gym. So. Did you ever see a sports coach be like, yo, I'm beef. I have huge biceps. You oh, are fat. No. No, 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 no. And that's such a bad First of all, you get fired. Like yeah. You'll get fired. Like, okay, this is not professional. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, it's just a funny metaphor. Uh, but, it, but it is so true. It's just yeah. since it's more, you know, it's theoretical stuff you know it's not like a physical bicep you can show off um well well, people say mind is a muscle who knows exactly (laughs) but it can sometimes play tricks on you but and that's why i said patience and humbleness come together because you know it just practices tutoring helps you to stay grounded and to be grateful for what you have, for what you are, for, yep. for you know your education and your skills. Uh huh. It's it's like any those. yeah to and share, share those with the community and help other people. You no. Know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um yeah no it's like any 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 interaction with other people requires mm-hmm. you to be humble. Yes. And 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 it's something that is very hard to forget. Because some people tend, I mean, not some people, I'll be honest, everyone tends to let their guards down and listen to the bad, the bad voices in their heads. Mm-hmm. To their ego. And, and, and yes, yes. And it happens. You don't have to feel ashamed that you have an ego because your ego, first of all, is good in certain situations, bad in others. It's just, it's just that second voice in your head that you have to learn. It's a relationship. I really think that you should have a relationship with your ego because it kind of is like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so if you're able to have a relationship with your ego and tell him, okay, this is where you cross the line and I, I don't want you to interact with my actions and thoughts. And this is where you can come in and be like, okay, dude, you're going in the wrong direction. Like go the other way, you know? Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's how you should treat your relationship with your ego. Uh, but that's yeah, tight too. Ego, well. it's mm-hmm. it's also a positive thing because that's kind of where your confidence kind of stems from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I could know more and tell more about the subject, but I'm in the wrong yeah, uh, I mean, we're, program. <laughs> we're going in in a gray area right now. Yet so. we can still learn. You can still exactly. learn with Dinah Learn, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah. So I had a last point. Okay, sure. About yeah. what I'm tutoring, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how it benefited me. Yeah, as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, personally, I became less stubborn. Wow, okay. Stubbornness is a very, you know, another big personal weakness that I have. Mm-hmm. Flaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think um, it affects agree. everyone. I am very stubborn. Mm. And, but as a tutor, 
I mean, in general, being stubborn is bad, but as a tutor, it can harm your students. It can harm it. Yeah, you don't want to go down that road. You don't want to play. Because (laughs) not only will you, because as a tutor, I believe you need to understand your student's mindset, his background, Mm -hmm. his, um, you know, the basis. Because you will only, you cannot build a house, you know, just like you need a foundation. Yep. 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 As a tutor, you will not be the one putting that foundation in your student's mind. You will help him build on top of it. But you need to understand from where the student is coming from. You you, you, you can't force you can't force um, some No, you cannot make, everybody, you know. I mean, math is pretty, you know, it's an equation, but uh-huh. I'm, what I'm thinking more now is like chemistry physics you know those kind of subjects that sometimes even though we're talking about the same thing you can learn or approach differently you can that's true that's very true yeah because it's uh it's there's lots of visuals um yeah you cannot force your way of learning onto other students you cannot force your mind to see only a certain way you need to keep an open mind you need to you know i always try to have conversations with my students about like a subject if i want to Mm -hmm. let's say i don't know talk about relativity in the course nice i will not lecture him i will not be like so chapter one relativity is this you know i won't do that i will say to him okay so what have you understood from the course what do you remember? Uh-huh. What you know? What links can you make to stuff you already know? Uh-huh, yeah. And this yeah. type of conversation will help me understand what he already knows, so his basic yeah. foundation, and it oh, helps yeah. me to know from what to start and what can I build and bring, you know, to his yes to the table, and. If you're stubborn and you do not do this and you do not open up to your student's way of thinking, yeah, you will lose him. The That's student, true. if you just lecture him in your own way, you will lose him. He will stare at you like you know you're just some talking wall. Mm-hmm, yeah, I think that the yeah, and that ties into something I want to say, like the the feedback when it comes to establishing a relationship with your student is mm-hmm. you have it has to originate from the student and come to you mm-hmm. you can't you can't impose your style of teaching mm-hmm. or tutoring to to him you you have to first identify his needs and then you as a tutor you have the mandate to come up with adaptive and personalized solutions a sports coach will never mm-hmm. tell you okay well i want you to get beef like me because i have big biceps so i'm going to make you do mm-hmm. 50 uh pull-ups mm-hmm. and then the girl's like well i don't really want biceps maybe i just want like to be tall you know, yeah just be sculpted you know you yeah, don't yeah, wanna... yeah 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 you you have to it's just you have to 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 reverse the feedback and let the guy talk you, know, you have to be a good listener that's the exactly. thing exactly uh uh yeah less stubborn can be linked to uh being a good listener yeah, being open-minded, mm-hmm. being a good listener. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, respecting other people's voices before yours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I can def so uh, so like I said in the beginning of the episode, I've known Alice for three years now, and uh, she's not lying. She she no, I'm I'm saying it because. Like all all these things that she, she just mentioned, all these qualities that tutoring has brought out in her, they really shine through. Like, um, you, you know, it, it, it's it's actually a fact. Like, I I really think that if you find the role in your life, it can actually help you become a better person. Why? Because a position is tied to responsibilities. 
Whenever you have a chance to become accountable for something, you grow. Think about it. The, the, the last time you, you, went, you were accountable for something, you know, when was the last time actually? This is not related really to the, the, the subject of this podcast, but let's talk about it because I'm actually very curious and I'm sure it has a lot of value. When was the last time that you were accountable, truly accountable to something? Truly accountable to something. Yeah, when you really felt like you owe it, you owe something to yourself. And you really want to work for it because you want to prove yourself that you can do this. I mean, my, you know that since this whole COVID situation and this quarantine situation, I have gotten very much into fitness. Yeah. And I yeah, started yeah, documenting, yeah. you know, my path, my journey. Mm-hmm. And I started sharing with friends to, you know, be accountable to, you know. You did. You did. And I'm a witness. <laughs> I grew so, you're so right. When you're accountable and you set yourself goals and you set yourself, it, it was a lot of responsibility, you know, that I took yeah. onto myself. I had, I decided myself that I will have the responsibility of eating very healthily. That and you I did. will work out each day, that I mm-hmm. will stay hydrated, that I will sleep well, you know, all of these stuff. It's, it is a lot of responsibilities yep. in a way, you know, it is very different from tutoring, but it, it is when you stick to something and you are accountable and yeah, you, you definitely grow. <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah i have i have nothing else to say that's pretty much the whole value right there for you guys uh alice said everything that's it (laughs) so we're gonna move on to the last question i think it is a great question because i know that you love to self-reflect and to look forward to the future the question is where do you think tutoring could be improved and do you think there could be some emerging learning methods in the future? What is your take on that? That, that is a very open-ended question. And it is, and that's the purpose. me from doing 20 minutes on it. But... <laughs> you can. <laughs> don't, be, don't be shy. <laughs> um, I would like to first say that I feel that the meaning of the word tutoring, the perspective we have of it, uh-huh. should change for both tutors and students. Okay, I see. A change in perception. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tutoring itself is, it's not a physical being, you know, it's tutoring okay. is the very special relationship that a tutor has with a student, you know. We can pull up the dictionary definition to confirm. (laughs) (laughs) That is my definition. Yeah, I got that. (laughs) And as I said, there's for students, for a lot of them, sadly, tutoring is, it's a synonym of, you know, a lifesaver that will miraculously save their next exam. Yeah, 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 I I, I know, I know, yeah. And as from personal experience, beginning tutors believe that tutoring is, you know, just reiterating, you know, a particular, you know, subject another yeah, time. I, yeah, I think that sometimes tutors are perceived as like wizards. It's like like they, it's like there's these people that exist on Earth, and you know, they are gifted with like math, and. <laughs> You know, they're like, was I, you know, 90%. It's not, like, yeah, exactly. No, that's not how it happens. No, it's, it's not how it works, buddy. Yeah. And so both parties, I believe, should understand that tutoring is so much more human experience. It's, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's give and take, both give and take, you know, both give time. The student must give time and energy to prepare, you know, homework to do the readings to do the you know exercises and yeah. tutors also need to prepare you know uh-huh, they yeah. must they must learn new tactics to teach properly they must you know prepare 
um, mock exams sometimes we must you know structure the tutoring session for it to have a meaning and efficiency yeah and in return the student gains knowledge insight you know yes and i also as a tutor benefited so much from tutoring you know because as i said patience um humbleness all of Mm -hmm. those human capabilities it is a gain for me yes it is so to reiterate i believe that as in any healthy human relationship it is very crucial that you know both parties cooperate and support each other yes and if a trustful bond is created between the student and the tutor and they are both aiming at the same goal mainly the student success uh-huh. well most of the time that goal will become reality you know if yeah. all is is well and both work and cooperate and you know as my little fairy tale with you know my student that <laughs> me that he's ready to plan on his own yeah you will see your student with a smile with the you know the best grade he's ever had in his like on his paper if only both parties cooperate and trust each other and respect each other and one thing as you what we we kind of touched on the subject is that yes it is important for the student to want to help himself but if at first when you encounter the student he does not seem to want it Mm -hmm. say his parents force him into the tutoring session maybe the student is not even looking at you and he's just like oh what am i doing here oh yeah these are interesting situations because you have to ask yourself "Mm, does the guy have like an actual attention deficit or is he just like not driven and not willing to listen to you yeah oh that's a whole another topic you know yeah we we, this will probably be on a later podcast episode oh that deserves an entire podcast on his own (laughs) maybe two three Uh, who knows an entire series (laughs) (laughs) Oh. And so when you encounter such a student, as you previously mentioned, <laughs> um, you need as a tutor to help him get motivated. You need to help him find his inner drive, you know, to, you need to awaken his desire to learn. Basically. Yeah. You know, it, it makes me think about the end goal of tutoring. Like when, when you when you when you think about tutoring personally, what is your end goal? For me personally, it's to make the the student as independent as possible. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not to make him a lifetime uh, consumer or client. It's mm-hmm. uh, and again, I'll use sports. Like we love sports. <laughs> to the audience, Alice and I we love sports. Or fitness freaks. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's a that's a hobby. So if you guys want to talk to us about fitness, we're here to coach you. No, <laughs> we're not. We're not. We're not there yet. But you know, we're we tutors, love, not sports yeah, coaches. Yeah, we're we're flexible tutors. You know, maybe right? one day. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But anyways, coming back to the analogy. So, you know, for for a sports coach, it's ideal that your user stays with you for his whole life. You know, ideally, from a money point of view, it's like, wow, you know, well, the lifetime value of this customer will be insane, right? Uh, But I don't think that's really what you should be aiming for. Because I think at one point, the guy will have learned so many exercises. He will have learned how to trust himself and he will have built confidence in himself and discipline. So I think once he's equipped with that mindset, the coach will not really be as purposeful. Well, um, I mean, it's not only sport coaches. I can, yeah. every, um, how do I say it? Every mm-hmm. career in which you try to help someone, yeah. your ultimate goal, if you're very passionate about what you're doing and you're not in it for the money, uh-huh you want 
your client to be able to learn and then continue his journey on his own. Yeah. No matter if you're a support, you know, coach, if you're a life coach, if you're a counselor, if you're a therapist, if you're um, a nutritionist, if you're, you know, all of these things. Anybody that helps our people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, even a doctor, you know, like it's any career in which you want to see people get better and grow and heal and mm-hmm. they won't need you all the time if you're doing a good job, you know? I mean, to be honest, if... I mean, they, they won't need you as in like... They, well, I mean, if they you're won't tutor, they, get, they won't get money from you if you're no, well, I mean if you're a tutor and you have a client for like years on that oh okay yeah maybe just maybe you're doing something wrong with your, <laughs> you know yeah because I believe there is well, it depends actually because like some students they may want to have a mentor right so that could carry along with the years i believe so but i mean you see a mentor can be found in many different forms uh okay i see yeah, a mentor I see. could mm-hmm. be found in a family member in a friend and yeah you know it, it's not necessarily a tutor a tutor is some i believe it is a tool that it, it is you, you go for it when you really need it you go for it when, you know, you're self-doubting. You don't have confidence in you to to find, you know, like, how to say it, a more relaxed mentor in your life, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, kids will always have their parents pushing them to do homework. And... Yeah, that's... You can't, you can't go away with that, unfortunately. Or teachers. They will have someone in their entourage, you know, teachers, friends... Um, you know family they will have someone most of the time to push them and i mean there's this whole other issue with kids that do not have this opportunity but that's again another whole podcast um series number three yes (laughs) but i mean you can find a mentor persona in your environment and if for years on end you're stuck with the same tutor mm-hmm. maybe that tutor is not doing something well maybe you're yeah, lacking yeah. seriously some discipline or some skill that how to organize your time or to manage your day you know and you that's all you need but your tutor is simply feeding you you know extra work yeah and that again comes back to the whole like mindset that students should adopt when approaching tutoring it's like it's like we're not going to be your customer service for homeworks oh no uh i mean i mean look there are there are there is there's this kind of there's this aspect of the tutoring industry that does that cool uh but i don't think in my honest opinion that it is the way to go about approaching struggling students. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, we ended on a good note because that question concluded uh, the episode with you, Alice. Already. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I think it's been one hour, uh, maybe more than an hour, uh, but it is an hour that has passed by quickly because you know what they say when you're in good company time passes by quickly uh and it is not a lie it is not a lie at all um any thoughts any any last words before i close this wonderful episode dallas i'm just very thankful that you know i got to speak out about Mm -hmm. the more human side of tutoring and i'm very glad that i'm not the only one with this thought and this idea the tutoring must be something more human and Uh dynamic, you know? Uh, Um, Definitely, definitely. I like what you did there. 
in case nobody knows, we are called Dino Learn and we are on Dino Talks. Hence the funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well that's that's very cool. Also, I have to say something about you, Alice. I'm gonna do a bit of promotion for you because I think you deserve it. I think you've been working hard uh with respect to that. So if you guys want to check out Alice's fitness blog on Instagram, well, you can kind of describe it as a fitness slash wellness slash mental health channel. It is a blog that is strictly dedicated to making you feel better as a human, I shall say. So you can go check out. It's all lower caps, by the way. Alice, A-L-I-C-E underscore K-A-Z-A-R-I-N-E. So there you have it. You can go check it out. And I'm pretty sure that everyone that's into fitness, mental health, and that is willing to destigmatize discussions around these topics will surely enjoy her channel and her blog. So that actually concludes our... (laughs) You are very welcome, Alice. Um, You know, I like to reward people in my life especially the ones that are close to me uh, when they are doing something great that deserves to gain a bit more exposure and uh, hopefully influence some people to, to change their behaviors. Right. I do. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually the end of the second episode on Dino talks. I'm pretty sure that you guys have loved uh, hearing about these topics that we've talked about with Alice And if you have anything to say about any questions, any comments regarding what we've said, uh, any topics that we discussed, please do not hesitate to reach out to us on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And with that said, I hope that I see you next week for our third episode with, again, a very special guest. Stay tuned. Cheers. (laughs) 